Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Nancy Yerout. She is the author of Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You, Learn to Use Universal Energy to Change Your Life. And she is also host of the High Road to Humanity podcast. What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? to create what you want for yourself. Most people are not aware that God has blessed us with that energy to design the lives we desire. All you need to do is pay attention to what the universe is showing you. Wake up. You can tap into the universal energy to enhance your love life, your career, or anything that you wish. Nancy explains in this book that there is an entire realm of energy here on Earth for us to access. It is the energy that God intended for us to use. For more information, you can visit her website, which is nancyyearout.com. Now, I'd like to welcome Nancy to the show. Good day, Nancy. Good day. How are you? Nice to be here. Thank you. I am so happy to chat with you. Um, I enjoyed Wake Up. It is um, wide-ranging and concise and informative. So um, all all of the elements I like in a book. Cool. Well, what came from the heart? This is all the stuff that I had in my heart and soul that I wanted to share with people. Okay. So tell us about, you know, tell us about, you know, the inspiration for it, you know, kind of how – the book came into being yeah well you know years ago I I was a single mom well actually I was a single mom for probably 10 years and uh, I got into the real estate business and I'd always been in sales but I needed to sell real estate in order to take care of my children so it was out of necessity um, that I started and I started to learn in real estate to say affirmations you know and I had always been spiritual but I also was going to see Zig Ziglar and Barbara Bush at the time. I mean, this is years ago when they were speaking. They all talked about affirmations, and they all talked about, you know, how to bring things to yourself, how to draw things to yourself. And I had some teachers also that taught me if you want something, you can draw it to yourself. So I would drive down the road, Robert, and I would say, I sell houses like crazy. And, you know, once you do this, and you have to believe it, you know, that's what started this whole thing. I would believe that I would sell houses like crazy because I needed to make money to take care of my children. And that's how this whole thing really started because I realized that it worked. Yeah. I realized that wow. it worked. Yeah. Well, and, now, we, one of the things that um, you, you talk about, well, first of all, you're talking about affirmations. Your, your book, the, the subtitle is, um, you know, Learn to Use Universal Energy. So can you tell us um, about, you know, how, I mean, obviously the affirmation part is part of it, but can you tell us kind of mm-hmm. a wider range and, and how you, how sure. and when you yeah, really kind of focused? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I've learned over time, and even with this book, I wanted to let people know that whatever you think and whatever you say, it goes out into the universe. You see, what I have realized, and I think a lot of people have too, is once you, whatever you say, whatever you think goes out into the universe, and it comes back to you. So if you say, I will never be thin, you won't be, because the universe gives you exactly what you're looking for. And that's how our creator set this up. He set it up so that whatever you desire, <clears throat> excuse me, comes back to you. So if you think, you know, I want a new car and I want it to look like this and you visualize it and you could see it and you could feel it. That's the key to this whole thing. If you can feel it, then you can draw it to yourself. So 
So we can work with the energy in many different ways. Um, We can work with our energy fields as far as making sure they're clear because we're out in the world with a lot of different people and other people's energy attaches to us. And so in the book, I talk about different ways of clearing our energy fields and keeping ourselves clear. I talk about clearing our space because if you think we are energy, we are made up of energy. You know, we have chakras. So if you look at it in that respect, Your home has energy. Your car has energy. Your office. So I teach people in the book how to clear their space, you know, and you can feel if you walk into a place, you know, and it feels kind of heavy and it doesn't feel right. You know that you can clear it. And I tell different ways that you can clear. I'm from New Mexico. And so in New Mexico, I have learned to use white sage, and that's something that I use to clear my office or I'll use to clear the house or the car or the boat or whatever. If you're going to do it in your office, just make sure people aren't there and open a window because, (laughs) yeah, because here's here's the key to this. Now, I will light my white sage, and you can get this online, you guys, um, and you just, you take a sage stick, you light it, you walk through the house or your office, and I say, you know, good energy stay, bad energy go, bless my home, whatever feels comfortable for you. But you want to open a window or a door to let that negative energy leave. And this stuff works. Now, thing, if you can't use sage and you, you know, you have allergies or anything like that, you can use cinnamon. I mean, just plain old cinnamon, and you put it in a pot of boiling water and put it on your stove, let that boil, and that steam will seep out into the house and get in all the nuts and crannies, and it does the same thing. It clears out. It's the properties within the cinnamon steam that actually clear out that negative energy from your house. So there's different things you can do. A lot of people use aromatherapy, um, different oils, but those are a couple things that I do. Um, Seat salt baths. You know, if you come home and you've had a hard day at work, put some salt in, just plain old table salt in your bathtub and put about a half a cup in there or more and just soak in it. And that salt will also clear uh, the negative energy off your body and other people's energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and what you said about um, the, the the power of words, like I can't do this, or, or even in the affirmative, like I am fat, <laughs> you know, you're going to, yeah, yeah you're going to kind of, uh, it's going to be represented in, in your reality if, if that's, and, and I agree with you that the feeling part is critical because I know, you know, there was so much talk of in the secret of the, the law of attraction. And for a lot of people, it didn't right. work. And it, it is my belief it's because they lack that, that, you know, heart level, soul level belief in order right. to, you know, attract it. Right. The passion. You know, when I started doing this, I was passionate about selling homes. I was passionate about helping people. It wasn't all just about me making money. It was about me helping people, too. So my intentions were good. You know, I always tell people we all have this power. We all have this energy and you can use it for good or you can use it for evil. Right. So my intention, my intentions were good. Now, if you and it's kind of the same thing about it's the same thing as prayer. You know, people say, well, why does prayer work? Because it's the intention and the words that is the vibration of your words and the vibration of your thoughts and your intention that goes out into the universe. And the universe says, oh, that's what she wants, and and it comes back. So when you have a group of people all praying for the same outcome, that's why group prayer is so powerful. And it makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. You know, that – what, you know, from reading your book, it's obvious that you know that faith has, is is a very important part of your life, and, and you do have a chapter on prayer and also one on faith. Now, I, yeah. I was wondering, you know, as you went through um, this um, awakening, or you know, you know, the idea is wake up. You know, as you were going through that right. awakening yeah. and learning the different things, how did the things you learn? impact your 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 faith or or did it did it or or did it just reinforce no no it taught me what the interesting was the interesting thing is that when you do this work and you start to do these things i mean you can visualize the parking space you can visualize yourself selling houses whatever the case may be when i realized all this tough work i thought well wait a minute there's more to this and then 
The other part is to have faith because, like you said um, earlier on The Secret, you can't just say it. You have to have faith in a higher power that this stuff really works. And that's 99% of it is to have faith. It's really hard to have faith. You know, it's interesting. Um, It took me a long time to have true faith. And it took a lot of, once you have faith and it works, then it's like a, a snowball effect. And then you realize, yes, this works. The more faith you have, the more it works. It's like, it, it's, it's kind of weird. But when you do have well, it, I mean, really true faith, yeah, it works. It does. Yeah. Now, when you say true faith, you know, can you um, expand? I mean, what what is the difference between the earlier version and the true faith? What what is that difference? You know, what what does it look like I, for you? Right. I felt I saw the results. I saw that when I truly had faith in God and I believed in the Lord, and when I truly had faith, no unwavering faith, and He kept coming through for me over and over and over. It was like, wow, I've seen it. That's proof. You know, you can say you have faith, but when you really have faith in your heart and soul and you ask God for something or a higher power for something, and it keeps producing over and over, then you have, then you realize, wow, I'm not alone here. Um, this faith that I have, it's it's working and it, things are happening and things are changing for me because I believe you know, it's like a little kid. When you're a little kid, you believe. And then as you get older, you, you lose some of that belief. But if we can get that, it's like being childlike. I say that in the book. You know, it's like being a child. Yeah, and if you can be childlike and just have faith in what you can't see, because that's what faith is. It's believing in something you can't see. But once you do it, it's it's a weird thing. Once you do it and you, and you really believe, then the results come and then, it's easy to have faith at that point, if that makes sense. Yeah. So would you say that it's um, just trust in yeah. the, uh, yeah. what is to follow? In a higher power than ourselves. There's okay. something bigger than us. You have to trust. I trust in God. Some people call him, uh, you know, spirit. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is we have to trust in something bigger than ourselves. It's not, we're not in control. And that's another thing. It's really, and I talk about that in the book too, choices. You know, it's hard to, we don't control anything. It's how we are here to learn. This is my belief that we're here on earth to learn. And it's how we react to these situations. Um, and as we grow and as we learn more, and it's interesting, I, I have a chapter in the book where I talk about, you know, a do-over. Um, you know, if you don't get the lesson the first time, it comes back to you. The universe is here to help us. Yeah, we're here to we're here to learn. So if you're in a situation and you haven't learned the lesson, the universe will put the same people, put different people back into your life with the same situation until you learn that lesson. And I'm sure you've had that happen to you, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, a few times. Uh, yeah, yeah, it goes yeah. it goes uh, a two by four to a you know a, a rail <laughs> you know coming depending. <laughs> but you know, and, and it's interesting because you know, and I, and I read you know when I was reading the um, chapter on lessons, um, yeah. one of the things kind of that has um, uh, for me, I, I've tried to shift my thinking is from lesson to awareness you know because and it just may be a me thing you know that i when i think of lesson it's kind of like a pass or fail kind of situation you know this is what you need to learn and you either do or you don't you pass or fail and i i've just um to me that was just like no and i don't think the universe is that judgmental you know it's to give me a pass or fail so i always looked i always just looked at it as those were just things that were presented were opportunities for me to be more aware and to and like you mentioned earlier about you know responding and it was up to me to be able to respond mm-hmm. in, in, a, in an enlightened manner so to speak yeah well i can go with that i mean awareness it's it's the same thing if you're aware <laughs> that this same scenario keeps happening in your life until you change your thinking until you realize what the universe is trying to show you, what God's trying to show you, that that lesson will keep 
coming to you. So yes, as you become more aware, and that's fine if you want. Yeah, if you as you become more aware, you'll see it, and then you're like, oh, I get it, I get it. You know, Um, my big thing is we're really here to learn. We are on this earth to learn, and we all have lessons to learn. We're in a play. It's like we're in a movie, and we're all playing Mm -hmm. our parts. And we're growing. Some people choose not to grow. Some people are happy just the way they are, and that's fine. (laughs) Um, You know, but for anybody who would like to, I'm one of these people, you know, I started to realize this stuff works. It's very interesting to me. It it once you have faith and you see that God's really got your back and looking out for you because he has, he has done so much for me um, over the years. And once you realize that and you have faith, you're not really afraid um, of death. You know that there's more out there. You know what I mean? It changes how you think. It changes how you look at everything. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you you mentioned earlier about control, um, and, and I kind of chuckled when I was reading your book that you indicated that you were a, a bit of a control freak. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. But, you know, oh, yeah. recognizing control, lack of control, or not lack of control, but, but the inability control, you know, mm-hmm. um, was an important part of the picture. So would you say that you are still very control-minded, or or have you learned that when that kind of pops up that you, you know, remember, aha, someone else is in control. Yeah, because, I mean, even uh, simple little things, you know, when you miss a phone call or whatever, you say, wait a minute, what's going on here? What's going on here? Because we're not always control in control. And then I have to think, okay, you know, the universe knows better than me. God knows better than me. There's a reason that this happened. There's always a reason for things and and we may not realize it but god knows better than we do and so it's hard because yeah i want to control everything i was a single mom with two kids a real estate business you know i got to have to learn how to control my deals control this control that but you know some things in life you just can't control and you know that's when they say let go and let God or let go, you know, and just be. And it's hard to do. And it's been hard for me over the years because, you know, my um, I was always, I think, more in control because I was the breadwinner and I had to make sure that everything was mm-hmm. taken care of. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's where that comes from. Um, but when you let go and you have faith in God, then you can let release some of that control because you know he's got your back, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does, and you know the. Um, I think the important component in in that then is our reaction to and, and how yeah. our reaction to what's happening. You know, those are things that we can control. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, and I put things in the book about uh, meditation because I I learned to when I started to meditate it made a difference in my life and so I wanted to tell that to other people. You know I came from a business background and um, you know did my spiritual stuff on the side for years and then finally was in a position where I could write some of that stuff down and share it with other people because. There's a lot of single parents out there or just people that need to create or do well. And these are very simple things you can do to change your life. Yeah, and, and that's, that's one of the things I also liked about your book is is that um, throughout the book you give readers, um, you know, tips um, on what to do as well as, you know, bringing up uh, different references for people to follow if they want to learn more. And, and to me, that's, yeah. that's an, an added value to, uh, to your book. Thank you. I appreciate now, that. Yeah, you're welcome. So now I want to talk about a few of the the topics that you covered and, and um, okay. you know, and just kind of – now, one of them, you mentioned a little bit earlier about or about sage, you know, people saging right. the place, and, and then you mm-hmm. mentioned the cinnamon. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, you have a section in your book about essential oils. Now, I love I essential oils. As a matter of, matter yeah. of fact, right now I'm in a room that smells like peppermint. <laughs> so that was oh, my, awesome. my diffusing for today. So tell us about, you know, what, you know, kind of what you've learned and, and you know, maybe what are, what's your favorite? You know, do you have any favorites to use for oh, certain types yeah. of feelings? Yeah, 
Yeah, I do. Well, you know, once I start, my daughter actually hipped me to the essential oils, and I started to work with them and to order oils. Yeah. Now, one oil that I use all the time is um, thieves, and thieves is a really is a combination of oils. And I'm going to tell a quick story here. So this combination of oils is it, old. This was back in, gosh, I want to say maybe the 1700s, 1700s maybe or 1800s. I have to look in my book to tell you exactly when it was. But there were some uh, thieves that were going around stealing from people and all the people area, I think it was in England, they all had the plague. They had the black plague. But there was a band of thieves that did not get it. And they kept going and stealing all these people's, you know, money and their goods and their wealth. And so they were caught and they were brought to the king. And the king said, I will spare you if you tell us what, what, what's, you know, what are you doing to prevent yourselves from getting the black plague? And they said they were apothecaries. And they knew the combination of oil that would prevent them from getting the black plague. And so it's interesting, that oil combination, it's like five or six oils, and it's called Thieves, is put into a bottle now, and I use it for cleaning in my house. I use it to put on myself before I go out recently. Um, Thieves is something that will disinfect and prevent um, germs, and that is something that people need to know about. They have hand soap. They have dish soap. They have laundry soap now that they make, all these different things, and you can look it up. It's a true story. And so that's been one of my favorite oils is thieves. Um, Another one that I use, tea tree. I use tea tree in my laundry. Yeah, I put like two or three drops of tea tree in the laundry. Um, It just makes every it disinfects. It's the same type of thing. It just disinfects. Yeah. Um, another one that's really interesting and I do this and you guys just make sure when you buy oils that they're a hundred percent pure oil. Okay. Yeah. Be careful because there's a lot of people out there who are selling these oils and they're not hundred percent and you have to be careful that you don't put them on your skin. You always want to use a carrier oil like coconut oil or you know, shea butter or something in combination with oils before you put it on your skin. Because if it is 100% pure, it is very potent. Um, But one thing I just did recently, I had an earache, and I didn't want to go to the doctor. I didn't feel like going. And I knew this worked with my daughter had done it with my granddaughter. And you take a cotton ball, and you put some lavender, a few drops of lavender, and a few drops of tea tree, and you put it in your ear overnight, and it will, it definitely cures your earache. Um, so <laughs> there's so many there's so many different oils wow. that do yeah frankincense uh, I did a lot of research on frankincense it really amazed me they are using frankincense to cure ovarian cancer um, they actually say that frankincense can reset your DNA code which I thought was amazing so frankincense go back to biblical times the reason that the three wise man if you read the Bible brought frankincense and myrrh to Jesus is because they were so precious. Well, why were they so precious? Well, because of the medicinal properties within these oils. So frankincense is another one that's really wonderful. Rose oil is my favorite, if you really want to know. Oh, okay. um, it's ex- Yeah, it's expensive, but I will buy it once a year um, because they have to press all those, you know, how many thousands of rose petals they have to <laughs> press. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a couple hundred dollars for a small bottle, but I will buy it once a year or once every two years. It lasts me a long time, and I use that every once in a while. And I use it as a perfume. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. as far as some of those uh, lavender, I've um, yeah. when I first found it, I realized it, um, someone told me as far as um, it's wonderful, like putting it, like you say, on a cotton ball, but in your pillow if you're mm-hmm. having problems sleeping. You know, just put it in yes. your pillow, and and uh, that's one. And then I love frankincense. Um, that's yes. just, uh, of course that too is expensive, so I use it sparingly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, in tea tree, a friend of mine mixes just a little bit of tea tree in his shampoo, and, right, right, um, for dry to skin. help with with yeah. dry skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, mm-hmm. there's so much. Now I I did look up thieves, and and it has cinnamon, clove eucalyptus, lemon, and rosemary. I mean, talk yeah. about fragrance. <laughs> Excuse 
excuse me. Right, right. Boy. Have you ever gotten any, have you ever purchased any thieves or have you ever smelled it before? No, um, but I have um, another blend, um, a different blend, but it's not seeds, um, and um, it's just called Balance. (laughs) But but it does have have that that strong, you know, especially the clove. Yeah. I just love that. And um, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah, essential oils are are, are, fun to um, work with, you know, and to learn. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And then you can put them in the aromatherapy. I use aromatherapy. I think you probably do, too. You put, you know, you like the lavender. So in the evening, you know, you could put lavender. I use eucalyptus a lot because mm. it helps you, you know, during the winter if you have a cold. Two ways, I'll throw this out there because this is really something I do every day. I actually have found eucalyptus in a spray bottle that comes uh, it's a, it's a, from a company that um, that sells it out of California, and I spray it on their pillow. And it kind of disinfects, uh-huh. and it also kind of helps prevention from cold. But then you can also put it in your, you know, diffuser um, during this time of year, you know, if you have colds or that type of thing. Um, I guess I'm thinking about, you know, all the viruses that are going around, and that just is a good prevention, you know. It just really is. That is. That's good, yeah, and particularly in these times. <laughs> you know, that's really yeah, important. That's, um, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, we're um, about halfway through already, Nancy, so I want to take just a quick break. Um, and then when we come back, um, another one a topic in, in your book that I'd like to touch on is, is forgiveness, um, okay. the importance of it and all that kind of thing. So uh, we'll tackle that when we come back, okay? Sounds great. Great. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My very special guest is Nancy Yearout, and you can help support Nancy by purchasing her book, which is Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You, and also by listening to her podcast, High Road to Humanity. Uh, For more information about Nancy and all that she has to offer, you can visit her website, which is nancyyearout.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Nancy. Okay. All righty. So um, another topic tackle in in your book is forgiveness. Um, And, you know, I think that's a a topic that sometimes is is misunderstood and and certainly not not in play as much as as it could be. So can you you tell the listeners a little bit about um, why you felt that that was a really, you know, important topic to include in the book? Yeah. Well, if you don't, what I've learned over time is if you don't forgive, you carry that around with you. And it's not hurting the other person. It's really hurting you because it's weighing you down. Um, You know, people are people and things happen in life. And we hold on to these things and it's just not healthy. And it's really difficult to forgive sometimes, and I know that because I'm human and I've had my bouts with people and it's been really difficult. But I've learned that when I can actually forgive um, and let go, it's freeing for me. 
and it helps, you know, me, and it helps the person that forgives. Now, a lot of times, you know, you have a really hard time forgiving, and so I suggest, and this is what I've been taught over the years, that you get out a piece of paper and you write that person a letter. You address it to them. You're going to sit down and write out how you feel and why you feel hurt, but that you will forgive them and you will release this energy. And then I always say address it to them, get an envelope out, address it to the person, sign it. I think it's really important that you read it out loud. So like the person is, you have to visualize the person standing in front of you. Write what you're feeling down on a piece of paper. Read it like out loud, just as they were standing in front of you. It's the power of your words. It's the power of the intention. And then put that in an envelope, address it to them, and burn it. Go outside and burn it. Get rid of those ashes. What you're doing is you're releasing that energy. You're releasing. And, you know, it may take you five times writing the same person a letter before you feel that it, and you'll know when it's gone because you won't think about it anymore. It'll be done. It'll be gone. And it's taken me, I mean, honestly, and I'm being very sincere here, it's taken me five letters or six letters for different people over my lifetime to forgive them, and I still do this. Um, There is a wonderful thing that I have. You talked about my show, High Road to Humanity, and I've had so many wonderful guests on my show, and they've taught me so many things. And one thing, Patty Conklin, she clears with uh, color, And one thing she taught was the forgiveness, and I'm sure you can go on her website and find it, but it's basically a visualization where you visualize people, you know, every day you visualize, you know, who do I have an issue with, and you visualize them in a pool of forgiveness, and then you, um, I won't go through the whole thing, but you release that, and you forgive them, and you forgive yourself, and you move forward, because this really can bug us down if we have all this. It's like carrying, you know, weight um, on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy, and I'm not saying it's easy, but it's freeing, and it's freeing for yourself to forgive other people. Because we're all just down here learning, and if you put it into perspective, you know, it, we all make mistakes. We're all human. None of yeah. us are perfect. But just sitting down, I've learned and writing it, writing them a letter and just saying, hey, this is how I feel. I forgive you. I choose not to carry this with me any longer. Um, You know, you go your way and I'll go my way and then let it go. And that is a a really good, easy way to release. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, and I can just see, you know, writing the letter and think, oh, my God, I forgot to to put this one down. (laughs) Let me go ahead Mm -hmm. and add a little P.S. to this letter, you know. Um, Yeah. But but it's yeah, but I think like you know, you're so right that to the um action of, of saying it, um write, writing it, saying it, and burning mm-hmm. it. Um those are all real um observable actions that so that if I mean if if you're having a hard time it's kinda of like a, you know, okay universe, this is exactly what I'm doing. I you know, I'm writing it down. This, I, my intention is really to get rid of this. And uh, right. And, yeah, and, and, then, you know, and, and I think for the individual, it's, it's, you know, for your psyche, it's like, you know, I remember doing that, you know, if it pops up again. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I said, they don't ever have to know, but what it does is, and this will oh. blow people's mind once they do it, it changes the energy for the other person, too. So when you run into that person again, the dynamics are completely different because you didn't just change the energy for yourself. You've actually changed yeah. it for them, too. You see, yeah. and and that's what I've learned over time. Yeah, so it, it's a really powerful thing to do. You know, I really am into uh, sending people cards and writing letters and writing little notes because it's the energy that you put into it. It's the energy of writing, you know, putting it down on paper, using the ink, making it stick. That. It's that energy that makes things, you know, if you text somebody, it doesn't have the same energy as if you write it down. It just doesn't. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I, I think it's really important. Yeah, I just think it's really important. Um, and so if people don't know to do that, you know, and like I said, you may have to do it five or six times before, <laughs> uh-huh. and you'll know. You'll know because you won't think about that person anymore. And it's really weird. You're like, wow, kind of got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. It's effective. And- yeah, you know, and, and you know, like you say, it may take a while because I mean, some some of those 
um, connections, you know, are, are long-term, you know, and then a yeah. lot has kind of, you know, gone under the the bridge on that so that it's, it's yeah, it's real important to to do a thorough <laughs> release um, of well, that. Well, it's freeing. It's freeing. Uh, yeah. You're freeing yourself is what you're doing. And you, you will feel better and you'll feel lighter because you're not carrying around all this stuff with you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, also one of my favorite topics is, and you in your book you really hit on a lot of my favorites um, is uh, coincidences and synchronicity. Um, yeah. Tell us about you know kind of your view of them uh, of when that happens and um, you know what uh, you know yeah just what your view of those are. Well, yeah, I don't think anything um, is coincidence. I think, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I just had somebody on my show a couple weeks ago, Robert Hopke, and he wrote that book, There Are No Accidents. And um, he did a lot of research, and it was interesting to talk to him because he said pretty much what I've always thought, that, you know, these things that happen, they're almost like little messages. You know, when these things happen, we need to pay attention, like you were talking about earlier, awareness. So when the synchronicities happen in your life, pay attention. You know, um, I can use numbers for an example, and I do a chapters on, on numbers as well. But he had mentioned, too, you know, a lot of us are seeing 1111 now. And that's a synchronicity. That's like the universe saying, hey, you're on the right path, okay? And so there are different things in life um, that happen. You just ha- But don't just flub it off. You know what I'm saying? No, pay attention. Be aware that that happened for a reason. There's a message there for you. So I believe everything happens for a reason. There are no accidents. And it's actually for our highest good. We just have to look at it that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I have yeah. a numbers story. Speaking of eleven, eleven. Um, yeah. In, ni- in nineteen ninety four, so that was a long time ago. I was I moved. I did my shift from uh, corporate world to entrepreneurial world, and yeah. um, major shift. You know, it was the kind of thing that you know downsizing. And I just kind of decided uh, that this was what I wanted to do. And right. but in making that shift, I was I it's kind of like I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you know, my the corporate world is very structured and, you know, and there's right. you know, there are rules and there are things you do with an entrepreneurial world. It's a different matter. So anyway, I spent, I would think probably about six months um, kind of just throwing out there, okay, what is it I am supposed to do? What is my new role? You know, I mean, here I am. And, mm-hmm. and it was, I was truly, you know, seeking that little bit of insight. Um, and then th- that's when I had the, uh, the 11 thing happen. I would wake up at, you know, 3.11, you know, I would be I'd be doing all kinds of things, but I would just catch that 11-minute mark. And, and, and it was not like I was catching other numbers, you know, but it was just at 11. And, just, yeah, I mean, it went, yeah. on, it went on for, you know, Months, months. I mean, it was driving me crazy because a lot of times it would be the waking up at you know two or three or four in the morning at eleven, and um, mm-hmm. so finally it was like I finally spoke to a friend of mine and I said, well, you know, you've been asking for what your role you know is, you know, and you're getting these elevens. Why don't you just whenever that happens, look at what you're doing as a part of your role. So it was like okay, and I'll do that, and and it was crazy because I mean you know I would. It would be everything from you know writing you know in in a book my book or to, or to doing the laundry to cooking you know I mean it was just all kinds of stuff and and every time it happened I wrote it down so probably about oh two weeks after I had done that I just looked it over and I thought huh that's my role <laughs> you know and um, it was just wonderful you know from that point on yeah. whenever it happened it was like okay I am doing what I should be doing right at this moment yeah. Well, and I yeah. agree with that. I, When I first started paying attention to numbers, um, I had a different number that I would see all the time, and I realized that my license plate added up to the number. When I would drive, going somewhere, I kept seeing that number, knowing that I was on the right path. So I kind of started to learn that I was on the right path when I saw that number. But like you, 
all of a sudden I kept seeing 1111 and it would be 311, just like you. The same thing happened to me and it still happens to me. I still have it all the time where I see it. Um, and I just think that it's, my opinion is, and, and I, when I talked to Robert Hopke when he wrote that book, you know, I had him on the show a couple weeks ago. And we talked about 1111. He said, you know, I think it's more of a spiritual thing, like you've gone to another spiritual uh plane like you've gone to a, to a different level in spirituality meaning that you're you you've figured some stuff out because now you're seeing a different number do you think that too um yeah i think it can't you know it, it could be i mean i, I like I we've gone that, within and we're more spiritual right. i think is what's happening that's yeah. all i think yeah well you know and and you know numbers are just can mean so many different things to different people you know um uh-huh. and and so i think you know for, Whatever is important to the individual, you know, as far as number, whatever will catch their attention, I guess is the best mm-hmm. way to say it. Whatever is going to catch your attention and just say, huh, you know, this is something I need to, you know, give a little bit of a, a attention to. So I think, you know, yeah. and, and then shifting, shifting numbers, you know, I'm, I think it's just, um, yeah. Just it's like an awakening. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like, wake up, eleven eleven. 11 <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Yeah. Well, but that's what, um, because I Googled it. When it started happening to me, I Googled it. And I knew I was at a different place in my spiritual growth because I was seeing a different number. So I guess that's what I'm saying more than anything. I think as you grow, yeah, and as you grow and as you pay attention to the numbers, you know, it's really quite interesting. Um, So that's what I think. Like you said earlier, be aware. Just start paying attention, you know. Yeah, exactly. And now with synchronicity um, and coincidences, one of the things that I have found, and tell me if this has happened to you, is that um, whenever uh, they happen, for for me, whenever they happen, what I do now is I just take a second, acknowledge it, say thank you for it. And and when I started doing that, it seemed that the frequency increased. I mean, there, it seemed I was having more instances of that. Um, what's been your experience with Well, I like that. Yeah, I like that, that you say thank you. I need to do that. I just pay more attention to it. Whereas before, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I would be like everybody, you know, years ago in such a business you know, when you're in you're in a business mode, you don't pay attention to those things. You kind of just flub it off. But I think yeah. in the last, yeah, in the last, I don't know, maybe five, six years, maybe even longer, um, I pay attention to that more. And, no, I don't say thank you, but I'm going to do that. I think that's a really good idea. I think that's yeah. cool. Well, for, for, for me, it was, you know, I was always asking for guidance. Come on, give me guidance, you know. And, yeah. And in, yeah. In, the, in the 80s, I was at a, a whole life expo, and, and one um, a person who kind of tuned in for, it was like, you know, you're you're getting guidance, but you're not listening. They say you're not listening. Ah. And I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> for me, it was like, it's like, I'm listening, <laughs> you know. By thank you, it was yeah. like, I'm listening, you know. So anyway. But that, that again, that was just you know for me to help um, to hear you know that guidance more clearly, rather than just so you know my own mental thoughts going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. and I I learned over time meditation is when I ask for my guidance more than anything. It's the more, and I don't meditate as much as I should. I would like to meditate more. It seems like I get busy, but I, I meditate for in the morning and. If I have something to ask, I meditate and I ask it then, and then I just listen. Um, and that's how I get my messages more than anything is um, is during the meditation. I think where you're really connecting with your higher self and you're really connecting with the divine when you meditate. And just, you know, let your mind be still. Um, and that's hard to do, too. But I'm learning. You want to know what I'm really working on right now is living in the now, living in the present moment, and it's hard. It's very hard, and I'm working on it because you want to think about the past and you want to think about the future. But really, if we can just live each moment as we are right now, I believe that is the best thing that we can do. And I think that brings us the most um, joy and fulfillment and prosperity. What do you think? I agree. I agree. Yeah, the, as much as we can stay in in the moment and in recognizing that, because every 
time you think about the past or the future, you know, that's just a present moment lost. <laughs> you know, you can't do anything about exactly. either of those, but you can only do it in the present. <laughs> that's, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, it's yeah. hard because, and you oh. really have to like be mindful. Like, you know, I had um, another wonderful guest on my show, Les Jensen. He's such a great guy. And he said something that really stuck with me. He said, you know, if you can just take, you know, set a timer and even for five or 10 minutes at the most, you know, and just don't think of anything, clear your mind and just try to, you know, really, really just concentrate on nothing. Just let your mind be, you know, open and let all those thoughts just go out. And that's really hard to do, but it's part of learning how to live in the present and clearing our minds of all that garble that gets in there, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's like, I love Les. He, he's a he's a neat guy. And, yeah, uh, we, I think we both follow him on Facebook. And whenever he posts, it's love you, love you. <laughs> you know, it's like I know. there you go, Les. I know. Hand out that love. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you oh. know, he's he's yeah. an example too. A lot of us, you know, have become aware over time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now I have to tell you one of. My favorite chapters. I have a little story about this. One of my favorite chapters okay. in your book is the one about live like you have an expiration date. Yeah. Now, in that because we section, all do, you have, we all we've all done it, Robert. You know, <laughs> we do. You know, and I think it's kind of luckily we don't know when when that is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but in that one, you have a poem by your sister. Uh, the name of the poem is Judy's Song, and it was just a really touching poem. I mean, I kind of, you know, read it twice before I actually read her name, Judy Ann Gibson. Well, yeah. at that moment, I just got kind of like chills, you know, because um, shortly before that, I think it was probably within 24 hours, I had a, a dear friend, Joanne Gibson, who I'd known for um, like 45 years, and I, I just got an update from her son that she's kind of basically gone. You know, I mean, she's got uh, dementia and, and you know, a severe case. You know, so I mean, and it was just so heartbreaking because she was one of these people who, I mean, if you were going to try to meet up with her, it's like well, she had to be. Well, let me check my calendar, <laughs> and then she had a daytimer, you know, and, and it would always yeah. rip out the daytimer, and, and I can schedule you in this time. But um, but it was just so heartbreaking, and it, it's kind of like the message of Judy's song, you know, in, in a way. Um, so would you mind sharing with the listeners a bit about about Judy and, and the poem? And yeah, can I read it? Can I read it? Can Absolutely, read yeah. Please all do. right. Well, let me. T- yeah. First of all, let me just say, my sister, uh, my oldest sister, is no longer with us, and she had leukemia. Uh-huh. But she was a talent. She was a pianist, and she was very. She was a really wonderful, kind soul. Okay, and she wrote poetry. And when she was in the hospital with leukemia, this is what she wrote, and I put it in my book as honor to honor her, but she, um, well, sit back and listen to this. This is pretty good. And I called it Judy's song. So she says, I thank God every day for every day I'm here. When sickness attacks your life, sometimes it makes it very clear that every day does matter and every day is good. And small things are important in doing everything you should to make someone happy and pray to the Lord above that your life will get better and you will do all things with love, that you will never take for granted the gifts God has given you. Be grateful for the small things, wind, sunshine, roses, clouds, and skies of blue. Never forget who made them and let you enjoy them all. When you look at life, when you look at life with great faith, at creatures great and small, remember where they came from and how you came to be, and then you will be humble and thankful just like me. And it's Judy Ann Gibson, February 15th, 1950, and she died October 15th, 2011. So, and she's with the Lord. Yeah. yeah. She believed in God, and she, yeah. Yeah. She it's was a, appreciative. It's a, it's a beautiful thought. Yeah. 
and you know, and that's especially in today's world right now with what everyone is experiencing. Yeah. It's just so important to remember, you know, the words, you know, and and the uh, the gratitude that that we should have. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it was again, it was one of those, you know, when I saw you know Judy and Gibson, that was in my previous one. It was just to me, it just reinforced. In, in a way, I felt as as I was reading that. You know, and and remembering you know the good times that it was it was kind of like a um, a connection. You know, it was kind of you know yeah. how you talked about we're connected with people and you know mm-hmm. we change connections if you want to you know forgive and that it's it's one of those things that I I believe that by me um, tapping into or or experiencing you know that that loving connection that it also would be on her end in a way that she would feel that that was the case as well. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Well, I think, you know, we forget what a gift it is to be here in these bodies. You yeah. know, we are souls. We're made of energy. And we. this is a gift to be here, to experience life. And there's a lot of people that don't even realize that. You know, it's a gift. Yeah, yeah. And don't appreciate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so it's like, no, you know, um, no. Yeah, so I know, but hopefully, you know, people. I'm, you know, people's awareness will be raised. You know, and some of the things that we take for granted, um, like being able to, you know, go to a grocery store or go to, a, you know, enjoy a movie or just go to a restaurant and share a meal with with friends and family. You know, those are things yeah. that uh, right now that we're not able to do. But I think it also will make, when it happens, that uh, those future ones will be even even stronger, I think. Yeah, we'll appreciate more. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I think there is, one of the reasons I put Wake Up on this book is I think there is an awakening. I think more and more people are starting to realize what's important. Um, I feel that. Do you see that as well, Robert? Yeah, I do, and you know there, I, you know there's. I think there's a whole range of, you know, comatose or, or you know, uh, Rip Van Winkle types, always to, to people who are, you know, and and each and every one is perfect for that soul for that particular time, particular time for right. the things that they right. need to experience, you know, or, or exactly. you know, some feel chose to experience. Um, so, right. um, but yeah, I, I agree that more are, and, and it, as it happens, you know, it, as that, that awareness grows, right, it, it makes things easier to um, to live with. You know, whenever, whenever there's a, like you say, a missed call, you're kind of like, okay, no big deal. You know, it'll happen if it's supposed to happen, it'll happen, and it's right in proper time. Yeah, and, um, it's, and that makes it so much easier than Freddie. You know, why didn't it happen? It was it me? Was it them? You know, da, 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 yeah, da, da. beat you know, yourself I mean, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, life can kind of beat you enough. <laughs> it's hard enough sometimes, but you don't need to beat yourself up and something. Um, High Road to Humanity. We mentioned it a couple of times. Your podcast. So tell us about yeah. how that came to be, and what would you say is the mission of, of High Road? Well, the mission is to um, bring people together, to connect, to be kinder, to um, to love each other, to go within and, and realize that, you know, we're all connected. And there's such a – there's so much love and compassion and wisdom out there. Um, I started doing this show. I wrote the book, and I felt like I didn't I, – I, put my message out there but it wasn't getting heard like I wanted it to get heard and then all of a sudden I thought you know it's one of those things that just come to you I need to do a podcast and so I said I'm going to do it and um, didn't know what I was going to call it and then here we go on TV I saw somebody say something about the high road and I'm like that's it that's it you know <laughs> we got to get on the high road that's it and so I went with that and I have a wonderful publicist and you know I and I knew a lot of people too and I thought I'm going to do this and I got uh, hooked up with Toginet Radio and they're wonderful people and they produce my show and now it's grown. Um, I've been doing it for, gosh, over a year, year and a half now probably and so 
now I do the show once a week. I, I have wonderful guests. I learn so much. I have learned, and here's the cool thing about this show. Each show that I have done, it's like God has said, okay, Nancy, I'm going to line these guests up so you can learn each lesson each week, and that's exactly what's happened. Every guest who's come on my show has taught not just my audience, but I have learned so much, and the audience has learned so much, and then we just keep going. And now I'm doing, um, and then I've expanded, you know, I'm on iTunes, I'm on, um, you know, iHeart, I'm on Spotify, all that stuff. And then this year I started to do videos. And you were my guest on my show, and we did the Zoom video because a lot of people are visual and they want to watch it and they don't want to listen to it. So you can either listen to it, you know, on iTunes or Spotify or go right to TogiNet Radio or you t- type in www.highroadtohumanity.com. And um, I feel like this show has really helped people. I have a lot of followers. I have a lot of people who say, you know, I've, that's helped me or this show's helped me. And so that's really my message is to get all this information, as it's hard to say in a short period of time, but I have a lot of knowledge that I've learned over the years, and I have a lot to to give, and I want to give back, and so that's what I'm doing. And these people that I bring on are all really fantastic people, just like yourself, who have a lot of knowledge too. And like I said, each one brings me and the audience so much cool information that um, it's just been the best thing I ever did. Just the best thing I ever did, Robert, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed uh, being on it. I mean, it was a lot of fun, and, and you know, of course, jumped the you. chance of, of having you here, too. Um, so I guess the last question would be, um, what do you hope that the reader will take away from reading Wake Up? And, and I guess the same with the, the listener or viewer from the High Road to Humanity. Yeah, well, just to learn that if we can go inside and grow, you know, we're spirits and we're souls and we have so much to give. And I want people to start to learn to think from their heart and to be more compassionate. Those are a couple of things that are really important to me. I want people to start thinking with their heart and not their head because your heart will give you a different answer because your body never lies. And I would like to see people be more compassionate and kind to others. That is another one of my um, really big messages because we are all connected. We are. Yeah. Yeah. If you change your attitude, yeah, if you just, yeah. Yeah, and I, that's the one thing I love about it. We are just in so much need for compassion and for a high road because it's just, I mean, right mm-hmm. now there's almost a knee-jerk reaction to take the low road, you know, and yeah. um, we need to kind of shake that up, you know, and let taking the high road be the the natural or, you know, um, almost automatic response to, to situations. Yeah, well, we've gotten away from manners and being polite to each other, and that's where all that, that's where the high road comes in, because I grew up, you know, to respect other people, and a lot of that has, um, I don't know what's happened, but I'd like to see the respect come back and the manners come back and and all of that, and that's, that's one of my goals, too, as well. Yeah, I have a friend who, um, speaking of manners, would quite often all the time, walk up to, um, as he walks up to uh, a grocery store or any other store that has the automated doors, uh, um, right. if there's uh, 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 someone coming up that that is, like, just about behind him, he'll just stamp on that, let me get that for you, <laughs> you know, just, like, open the door, and, mm-hmm. and they just crack up laughing, you know, and, and, and you know, and I've, I've seen it time and time again, and, and it just makes me realize that, I mean, it's silly, you know, in a way, but, you know, the people laugh. People laugh and it yeah. immediately shifts their energy and makes for, a, you know, a better day for themselves. For them. So it, it takes nothing to do that. Right. Just to smile at somebody yeah. in the store or wherever you are and say hi or, gosh, you look great today or something like that. Pay someone a compliment. Yes. Exactly. 
Well, Nancy, I, I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you today, um, um, as I did when we spoke earlier on your show. And Thank I you. love following you on Facebook. And, and for people who use social media, uh, you can go to Nancy's website. At the very bottom of her website, she has uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and all, Facebook and YouTube. You can go ahead and subscribe and follow Nancy there. So thank you very much, Nancy, for your time. I really appreciate talking with you. Oh, thanks for having me. I had a nice conversation with you, too. Thanks. Great. You're very welcome. Again, everyone, today my very special guest has been Nancy Yearout. We've been talking about her book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You, Learn to Use Universal Energy to Change Your Life. And, again, she is also the host of the High Road to Humanity podcast. Again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is nancyyearout.com. So, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.